So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host Javier. This is episode 101. Such a cool thing, man. Like my goal was to to do over 100 episodes, 104 episodes in 52 weeks and we're going to be doing it. And um, we launched this this podcast in January 11, 2022. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're new, I welcome to you this podcast. If you are an if you're an OG, if you're one of the OGs of the of this podcast, dude, I've got to I just got to thank you, you know, because uh, you know you've helped grow this podcast. Like you've shared it with somebody, you've been listening to it, um, you've been you know sending me LinkedIn messages and stuff like that. So like it's super cool. Like it's it's one of those where. You know, someone recently posted on, on um, I think on Facebook or something like, you know, that you should be documenting your journey on what you're doing. And like, this is exactly what I'm doing. And so, you know, I'm documenting everything and, and teaching it how it can be done in the facility space because it is, it, it, whoever is willing to take like these hundred plus episodes that I've actually recorded and implement the strategies that I've actually covered, okay, and all of them. You can, I kid, I kid you not, you can probably 3X your business, okay? And you're like, well, how's that? Are you, are you serious? You just, you just bullshitting me? Uh, no, I'm not because um, right now we're about to three and a half X our business at Rapmate um, from last year. And I'm not saying that like it was all marketing and all me, but there is a big piece where like, we brought in the right type of, you know, we brought in the right type of leads and business and we changed strategy and we were very good at doing some things and shifting and it paid off. All right. And so like we were talking about this, this in one of my, my meetings this morning and like uh, our CEO, Chris, he's like, you know, we've gotten kind of lucky. I go, no, I don't think we got lucky, Chris. I go, we've, we've created our luck. And he's like, you know what? That's a better way of putting it. And that's just the things like you sometimes have to create your own luck. Okay. And, and like, and I say this from a, I say this from a perspective of like a former world champion athlete. All right. So I was one of the best fighters, um, in sport karate back in the early two thousands and, um, early, like late 99, late nineties, early two thousands is one of the top fighters. I won a world title in 2001, I think. So almost 20 year, 21 years ago, nuts. Um, and, and so sometimes people would be like, man, you got lucky winning that fight. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I didn't get lucky winning that fight. I busted my ass training at the gym every single day to do this, this, and this. Luck was not part of it. I created my own luck by working so hard that I might've got a good call but it's because of all these other things that I did. So create your own luck, right? I should probably do an episode about that, but I digress. All right, so 
what I want to do is I want to go, go into this whole like uh, this whole AI stuff. All right. So if you've been listening to the interwebs, there's this new um, it's this new bot. What's it called? Chat GPS or what is it? Hold on. Chat. Yeah. Chat uh, GPT. That's what it is. Chat GPT. And this bot, you can go to the website, just you can Google chat GPT or go to the website called openai.com. So it's, it's an open source AI tool, artificial intelligence that basically just like helps you create content by typing in some stuff and it just pumps it out. And it's scary accurate on some of the stuff and then also like complete garbage on some of the other things depending on how ingrained you are about something like how well you know something so here's what i mean so our cto the other day sent me uh sent all of us a uh, an email he's like check this out i asked uh this uh, openai.com um, to to write a an eight-step process and how to launch a vehicle wrapping company and so it totally did eight steps boom 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 and it told us everything and we're like, whoa, we're doing that, we're doing that, we're doing that. Oh, that's interesting. We're doing that. It was like that, okay? And then we said, hey, apply a budget to each of these eight steps and see, tell us how much we have to spend on a monthly basis. And we're like, oh, interesting. You're telling us to do this, okay, okay. So I'm not saying that everything on it is accurate and perfect and then our um, CTO, his name's Sean, he goes and he's like, all right, now check this out. He's like, so he adds, asks us to write some code. And then it writes some like, like you know, web software code. And some of it was okay and some of it wasn't. He's like, but if you didn't know code, you would be like, oh, this is great. But if you knew it, you'd read it and be like, there's a lot of holes in this. And so, you know, the thing is, is that I want to kind of give um, four things to think about moving forward on the rise of like artificial intelligence and content. So I think AI content, AI created content is here to stay. It's going to be here for the ongoing future. But I will tell you this right now, Google has made it very clear that you start writing only content that is only AI driven and only AI created and you put it on your website, you will get penalized through the a-hole. Okay. I mean, your site will drop faster than you can imagine. And and like they can see through this shit, okay? Like Google isn't stupid. It's like there's there's white hat SEO and there's black hat SEO. And if you're using black hat SEO strategies, it might work and pay off for like a few months, maybe a couple years or so. But as soon as Google makes an algorithm update, you will get punished. And a lot of this stuff took place, I mean, like this is, and, and Google does this all the time, like back in the early 2000s when SEO was huge, and, 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 and so basically link building was like a big thing, you just went to link farms, where you would just, you know, pay someone a few hundred bucks, and you would just have a shit ton of backlinks going to your site, and then all of a sudden your site would be ranking number one. Well, Google caught on to that very quickly, they made an update, I forgot which one it was, I think it was like Panda or something like that, and it just it just plummeted sites. I mean, completely destroyed websites. You couldn't find them. And I'm not, I'm not even saying like they're on page 10, like they were not found. 
okay? Like they no longer existed in Google. You might find them in Yahoo, okay? But like who's using Yahoo to do a search, you know? So where I'm getting to is that like AI delivery, AI created content is here to stay, but there's ways and strategies in how you use it, okay? And so here are like four tips that I wanna kinda, you know, share is number one is is that is that it's going to be you know kind of it's, i think a is going to be as common as spell check all right so like what we have on spell check on our computer it's like we're not like idiots anymore like that was such a like i can't believe this thing's spelling it like we, we used to have like a type like a, a dictionary next to us i actually have my dictionary uh, i don't have a book but i have an app on my computer called dictionary from it's an apple product and I don't use it for dictionary stuff unless I truly don't know a word or I like, you know, highlight a word but like, what does this mean? And then um, I use it more for the source things. But what I'm saying is that like AI is going to be like more like come like spell check. Um, and the same way that most writers like use like Grammarly, if you don't use Grammarly on your, on your computer, it's a, um, it's a Chrome extension that you should probably add because it will read sentences for you and be like, hey, this doesn't make any sense and it'll give you suggestions. Or if you like use then and then and use it incorrectly, it'll say, hey, switch this around. And so Grimly has improved my writing significantly. Um, it helps me like change certain words, but like, ah, use that word a lot. So I should probably change that. And these are all common things as just a human, um, but it's, it's gonna be relatively common. And so I think this is gonna be kind of like a plugin, if you will, that there's gonna be software out there where you're gonna have like AI just already built into it. So like maybe your next Mac update or something like that might have AI generated stuff. I mean, like this whole open AI site, uh, it's free, all right? And the content in there that, that pumps out is actually pretty good. And I haven't used it yet for for Rapmate, um, but I if I start using it, I'm gonna be very selective on what I use and how I use it. And I'll go into that in just a second. So the second thing is this, is that it's gonna offer content teams to develop more content faster, efficient and high velocity content Content production is going to be way easier and more scalable. So imagine this, like imagine if your team had to, you know, create eight blogs in a month, all right, that's two blogs a week. And you're like, crap, man, like what are the topics? So you can use AI and be like, hey, come up with eight topics about this. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then you can say, okay, I want you to write a blog post of about 100 words about this topic that you created for me. And then you can use that to kind of start what you're doing, okay? Because a lot of the times, a lot of us, we're spending a lot of time researching. So content writers such as myself will research and we'll go dig into this and we'll go look at that. We're like, okay, this is great. And we'll start pulling all these blogs. And it's, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I would say you spend more time researching and thinking about what you're gonna write about than you do actually writing the content itself. And I do this all the time. Whenever I'm writing emails, I'm like, you know, looking to what I'm gonna write. I'm looking for like subject lines and like, you know, headlines and like what topics we're gonna do, where I'm gonna pull the content from. Like, oh, this is a good one. And I'm researching and I'm looking like, okay, this is great, this is great. And so we do a lot of research to get to like, to that level of content that we're trying to create. This is gonna help your team scale that a lot quicker. So if anything, you might say, okay, hey guys, we're gonna write the copy, but we're gonna have this, you know, create like, you know, eight topics that we can write about, okay? And maybe we have them write like the first, you know, or they, they kind of give, you know, things going by talking about this and then we write the rest and it's gonna be, they write a hundred words and then we kind of mishmash it and we make, we write 700 words. 
But that what it does is that it gives you opportunities to quickly start scaling your content creation. Okay, and so this is this is huge, especially for teams, organizations, uh, and this is not going to be seen for facility companies. But like, here's a way how you can use it. If you have a marketing manager, okay, or a marketing coordinator, and you want them to start working more, more on blogs, this would be another way of just like another tool that they can use to help them kind of produce better content at a scalable effort, okay, more than just what one person could just do. All right, number three. <clears throat> mediocre farms, I'm sorry, mediocre content farms that just pump out a bunch of blog posts for their clients are going to be struggling greatly. The mediocre, the mediocre content that they create can be created by an AI. The likelihood of a branding paying, a, a, the likelihood of a brand paying for it is going to be tanking. And so this is what I mean is that like, if you're putting out crap content out there like your blog posts are garbage your se like sorry your social posts on like linkedin or 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 facebook or whatever is garbage like you have someone else writing your post and it's not authentic from you and you don't engage with people like that sort of stuff like a if you're putting out crap out there no one's gonna read it so you know when you're writing stuff like put some thought into it like you should see it from a perspective of an industry expert, okay? And so mediocre content farms that are like doing link building, they're like, yeah, oh, this is kind of okay, you know, content, linking to your site so you get a link and whatever. I mean, it's okay, but like if you're putting that on your website and you're getting mediocre content created for your, for your blogs because you're like, hey, this is a free tool, I'm just gonna use it, I'm gonna put it on there, people aren't gonna be reading your garbage. And so it's very important that you essentially, you know, you use this as a tool, not to basically write all your stuff, but to help you kind of outline what you're gonna be writing about so that you have things to kind of like talk on and you're gonna have expert advice to kind of expand more on this, right? And so here's the fourth one is that brands that embrace research-driven, creativity-driven, thought leadership-driven, and high utility-driven content will win. Surface level content simply won't do the trick. And this is kind of what I've been saying. If you want to be a thought leader, you can't have AI write, write it for you. If you want to stand out from everybody else, you can't have AI write it for you. If you want people to read your blogs and share it and put it on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and that sort of stuff, you can't have AI write it for you. Like you literally have to take the time to write it yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you can't use AI as a tool. It's like saying you can't use like spell check as a tool. Like fucking A, you better use spell check because you're going to look like an idiot, you know, especially today. Or like you can't use Grammarly. Like use Grammarly, damn it. All right. Like I know that I screw up a lot of the times. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking when I wrote that sentence? And then sometimes Grammarly doesn't, you know, isn't like, you know, fully op optimizing or working correctly. I'm like, what the hell? So I have to reset my whole browser. But where I'm coming from is that like, you know, you, algorithms are smart enough to determine what is AI generated and what is actually like, oh, this, this dude put a, the wrong then than Dan, okay? And, or they, they use there, there, or there. One of the three there's, all right? Um, but what I'm saying is like, there's, there's certain things that like, you know, it's common mistakes from humans. And so when something seems just too perfect, people are like, huh, this seems a little interesting. It's a little fishy. And, and it doesn't always work. So 
where I'm coming from is that like, if you want to find success using AI generated content, I'm not saying don't use it, but I want to say, I want to say like, use it as a tool. So like you give a mediocre writer an AI tool and you're going to get mediocre writing, just plain and simple. You give a good writer an AI tool, you're going to get good writing. You give a great writer an AI tool and you just might find a masterpiece, you know? So like what I'm saying is that like, you still have to be a good writer. You can't be just like, you know, someone that's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay. Like you still have to be a content writer. You still have to know how to do copywriting correctly. You still have to take the time to do some research. You still have to take the time to know what you're talking about. You still have to take the time to like, you know, do some like keyword analysis and find some good blog posts and, you know, link to certain pages and all these other things. Like it can't just be all AI driven and be like, I'm just gonna lean on this. Cause there was a point where I was doing some marketing for a company. I'm like, man, this, this could be interesting. I should attempt to do one or two blogs and see what this produces. And so I, I didn't go all in. I, I just, I didn't feel comfortable and I'm happy I didn't because they could have gotten, they could have gotten penalized. And so I used it to like help me with titles, with meta descriptions. Um, I used it for like some like very basic outline stuff, but for the body, like the meat of it, uh, I didn't do that. And I did that for a reason because I wanted to ensure that we were delivering good quality content for this customer and Google is smart, you know? So those are some of the things I had, uh, some, some, you know, red flags that were kind of going through me. And so I'm not saying don't use it, embrace it, you know, use it wisely, be smart, but um, it's just, it's no different from other tools that are put out there that's going to improve what you're doing. Like it's like um, your car. Like my wife just got a new um, Explorer. She's got the, the um, Ford Explorer ST. This thing's like fucking decked out. Okay, it's got like every bell and whistle that you can imagine when it comes to um, like safety and stuff, like collision control, like like lane things. Um, it like sees like before the accident happens, it has all these cameras and sensors like everywhere at the end of the day, like you're like, well, why doesn't this thing drive itself? Like we still need to fucking drive the car. Like you can't just sit there and be like, well, I'm just gonna, I know Tesla's are, you know, autonomous and stuff like that. But even then Tesla still requires you to touch the, the, the steering wheel every, every few minutes and stuff like that. And, and. And I know you can turn those features off and I get this, but what I'm getting to is that you still have to drive the car. Okay. And so like we have not gotten to a, a world where it's like completely autonomous where you just like, it's like minority report kind of stuff. Okay. You haven't seen that movie, watch it. Cause like it's freaky shit. So anyways, I hope this makes sense. Um, embrace the AI, but um, be smart about it. And like I said, I've always asked this at the end of my podcast episodes, three things. Number one, give us a five-star review if you can. If you found this content valuable, um, especially if you're an OG, please give us a five-star review. This is how we grow our podcast. Um, and if you're new, I mean, it'd be nice if you just downloaded a couple more podcasts to see what you know stuff I'm putting out there. But I can tell you this right now, like the content I'm putting out there is like stuff that I use every day. And I've used it for other facility companies that I've actually um, consulted in the um in the past and currently, and they work, okay? So I can just tell you that right now. So give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Share this podcast with somebody on like on a, on a DM or SMS or something like that. And then finally connect to me on LinkedIn if you can. 
uh, just because I love talking to people that are in the facility space. If there's a topic that you want me to cover in the marketing kind of stuff, let me know. Uh, and then I occasionally get people that say, hey, uh, I want to be a guest on your podcast. And I had this one guy, I don't remember his name. Um, I don't want to try to knock him or anything like that, but like, he wanted to be a guest on my podcast and I saw that he was in the facility space. I'm like, okay, well, you know, are you, how are you going to contribute knowledge about marketing into this podcast? And he goes on to like, well, people don't know about concrete and how to have, how it dries and, and when to replace it and asphalt. I'm like, dude, this is a marketing podcast. This has nothing to do with those things. Like I go, there's other, there are other podcasts out there that talk about that stuff. And, and that's great. Like, I want those other podcasts out there to, to take that person as a guest so that they can talk about it. But for myself, like this is a marketing podcast. Like the reason people listen to this podcast is to improve their marketing. So if I all of a sudden start changing the content to where you're like learning about fucking concrete, like I'm sorry to say this, like I'm not saying concrete is stupid or anything, but if, if, <laughs> if my favorite podcast is talking about stuff that I don't give a shit about, I'm going to be mad. Okay. So like I, I try to treat, you know, keep this very clear. I'm open to the possibility of having guests on our podcast, but if you're going to be a guest, you have to be somebody that is going to contribute on the marketing space, not educate about like your services or like things to look at as a facility manager or stuff like that. Like this is not what this podcast is about. Okay. There are other podcasts that are very, very good talking about those things and they take guests all the time and I applaud them for it. Applaud them for it, okay? But here's the thing. We're the only podcast that talks about marketing and facility and property management. Guess what? We want to keep it that way because not only were we the first one, but we're probably going to be the best one because we have all this amazing content out there that we're putting out and we have more things coming in the pipeline as well too. So. Anyways, if you can please um, understand those things, those wishes, that would be greatly appreciated. So please don't be offended if you're like, man, I can't believe he doesn't take guests on, on his podcast. That's ridiculous. Like, how is he going to ever grow? My goal wasn't to be the biggest podcast on the planet. My goal is to be the best podcast in facility management for marketing. That is the goal. If I can achieve that, I've done a good job so far. So if you guys appreciate those things, give me a five-star review if I really appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions or comments, send me a DM on LinkedIn. I'm on there all the time. Otherwise, hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, um, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.